run the computer audio like into it. You can bring it in on channel four. Just USB C to USB C. Yeah, it turned it turned you up a ton in my ears. But that's not what the people are, are here for. They're here for the Solid Seven Podcast. A better than average podcast. But you know, but we're just barely, you know. Just, just mm, mm. I, I don't know if we're even gonna even gonna squeak in over the over the bar this week. We'll see how it goes. But uh, not a podcast about uh, nothing, but we're also not a podcast about any one thing. Each week, we like to get together, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us, and we invite you to join us. And here we are, and here you are. Here we are. Welcome. So we were we were doing a little little tech chat. the The show is halfway mobile this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in another state. Good riddance. I'm in. The sun there was are, shining extra bright today. What time was your flight? Wah, wah. There, uh, there are portions of Canada that are south of me right now. That's weird. That is weird. So you're in so, Maine. And just, just to the, um, in Michigan. But they both start with an M. So you were close, yeah. buddy. <laughs> so no, my uh, wife's little brother, little brother, is, is that her only us. brother? Um, depend, no, I was gonna say it depends on how you define brother, but even then, no. So she has, uh, Jade's one of seven siblings. Oh, wow. None of them full and three of them step. So she has a, none of of them full. None of them full. She has no full sibling. And three steps, no full siblings. Oh, wow. Out of seven. Wow. Yeah. So uh, she has an older sister that is a half sister. She has two younger brothers who are twins, but not identical, who are half-brothers. And then she has three step-siblings, but uh, they're, they're one of those families. They're like, oh, we don't, we don't use the step. I'm like, okay, well, we're not fooling anybody here, are we? <laughs> That's what so, you are. Uh, so, so she has a, a step-brother. Uh, Brian, who has a lovely, lovely singing voice, quite the musician. The whole family's uh, awfully musical, hmm. but... Uh, so actually, uh, yeah, I say her little brother, if we uh, hop in the Wayback Machine and go back to, I can't even remember what episode, very up. early on, but uh, physicist Jason, that's that's her little brother, and he is getting hitched tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Saturday, two days from, from now, as we record. Yep. When was he so, on? I'm scroll- oh, episode seven, May 3rd. Yeah. Throwback so, Thursday. In the little bizarro world of you two being so similar, you're you're a step ahead of him in the timeline right now. So he is marrying his half Japanese bride on Saturday. Take that, Jason. So it was uh, pretty cute. We were over at his house tonight when we first got into town, and uh, her her mom and her mom's best friend are there. And uh, you're you're familiar with the uh, the type here, but just uh, adorable, sweet, uh, very very nice uh, little Japanese ladies. Mm. And they just couldn't get enough of my kids. And Marcus totally conned them out of the biggest slab of f- frosted pumpkin bread you've ever seen in your nice. life. And I didn't even, I didn't even shut it down. I'm like, dude, if you've, if you've got game, if you're working the angles, you earned it. Well, so. And then in two yeah, years, your son will be of, obese, and you get arrested for child neglect. So. Yeah, he saw a box of croissants on the counter and asked them for a donut, which they thought was adorable. 
uh, and then immediately proceeded to search for the first sugary treat they could stuff into his mouth instead since uh, they didn't have donuts. So Nice. So he was living his, his best life. That's a lot of fun. First flight for the kids flying up I was going to say, I was wondering if you were driving or flying, and then when you said you were taking off, I was going to give you a hard time for being like, dude, you flew for that short of a drive? You could have just drove. I'll say I was. Uh, it was a debate for a portion of time. Uh, I was definitely pro-driving for for a couple of reasons. Uh, my daughter, Marley, we call her the Marley Monster, and, and with good reason. She's... She's adorable. She's sweet. She's awesome. She's smart. I love her. All those good things. But man, when she flips a switch, it is on like Donkey Kong. That girl's got more will than any single human being I've ever met in my life. And uh, I'm like, hey, this, there's no way this kid's wearing a mask on this flight the whole time. That's not happening. So we are going to be one of those families on the news. Like we will be escorted off. We're, we're not pulling away from the gate. I don't understand but that. Then, like, hasn't it been proven that like kids don't really get it? Are kids even spreaders of it? I'm really confused. Um, yeah, both both those things are wrong. Uh, kids get it, kids spread it. So, uh, but um, what's probably the the better tack and and more follow the sciency is like air circulation is the key to not spreading spreading COVID. And no air on planet Earth, other than maybe outdoors, is more circulated than an airplane cabin. Right. They um, always brag about their HIPAA so. filters throughout the entire cabin, and I'm like, why are we? Like we were just elbows in the terminal and now we're elbows. Well, no, they say in the terminal, don't social distance. And then your elbows on the flight. And it's like, but well, even now I think the, the federal regulations, uh, because the, the airlines, the, the whole industry has the, um, disadvantage of just living at the, the whim of the federal government. So mm-hmm. I, you know, that just kind of blows with the wind. So as things sit right now, um, everything's pretty restricted. So even in the airport, you're supposed to have the mask on the whole time right now. What's funny is, um, we flew Delta. They were a great crew. It was a great flight. Um, I'm not looking to get anybody, uh, can, so I won't say, you know, what time or day we flew up here, but I'll just say uh, without giving away too much, they were a super chill crew, uh, which I was thankful for. Um, but like their announcements, everything is like, at no point can you even have your mask down for an extended period of time. If you're eating or drinking, they want you to take the mask down, take a bite, put your mask back up, put your mask down, take a sip, put your mask back up. I'm like, what? Like the COVID can't sneak out in those moments? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're 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 just sciencing real hard here, real hard. Yeah. So I mean, there's probably an argument you can make there. Well, still, you're you're minimizing you're minimizing the expo. Oh, well, okay, cool. But uh, hey, the kids were the, the the kids were great. They did they did a great job. So they had fun. They didn't freak out. They didn't cry. They didn't scream. Uh, you know, it uh, went better than I expected it to. So hopefully good. we'll have a similar experience. I will say flying with car seats, um, not unpossible, but not fun. Not I mean, they've basically got the plane set up at that. this point. Oh, it, yeah, it's a thing. Oh. Uh, for a couple reasons. One, just kid safety on the plane. Like, uh, I mean, if they're get it, the, the, the plane's, you know, less likely to crash than the car you drove to the airport in. I get that. But what does happen semi-regularly is is bad turbulence. And every once in a while, bad enough that, you know, it tosses like drink carts. And uh, what are we supposed to say instead of stewardess now? thought it was stewardess instead of flight attendant. No, I think it's, I think it's flight attendant. I think stewardess is offensive. 
I think I think you cannot call someone a stewardess on your Netflix special. I think that is accurate. Either way, like every once in a while, you know, some turbulence will send some people flying and some things flying, and I would prefer for those things mm. uh, not to be my children. But there's also the hitch of when you're traveling with kids, once you get where, where you're going, you need car seats anyways. Mm-hmm. So rather than us checking them, which I do not trust, I never, ever check anything on a flight. If it can't be carried on, it doesn't come with me because I just don't trust them. Um, I'm not even saying like they're nefarious and they'll steal my things. I, I just ignorance will suffice. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but so rather than having to pay to, uh, rent car seats and stuff, you can just, there's certain ones are, are rated mm-hmm. that you can put them on a, on a plane seat and like, it's a certain level of whatever comfort for the kids. Like it's, it's what they're used to. So, but with the planes being configured now so that the aisles are so narrow that you have to turn sideways right. and sidestep to scoot down them, um, getting down them with a, a car seat and a carry on. That's, that's fun. Yeah. That's a good time. That would be enough reason to not bring the car seat. I don't so. know if I've ever seen anyone bring a car seat on a plane for yeah. a kid before. I use like for like I, someone like Marley's size. I've always seen the parent just hold the kid the whole time, yeah. like on their lap. But I've never seen that. I know you could do that. Yeah, the the, the holding thing is definitely not something uh, I I would do. Uh, reference said turbulence, but like if partic- particularly Marley, like she's so small and still so like strong willed, like just that lap belt, she wouldn't keep it on. It wouldn't hold her down. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Whatever. So I've been on a lot of planes. Like said, and I've we, never seen. It. I've never been with turbulence to where carts were flying in the air uh i've been in some pretty bad turbulence uh, i haven't been in turbulence that bad uh but it's a it's a, a much higher possibility than a, than a plane crash it's much more frequent than that sure so yeah and i've definitely been on where i've seen like drinks and stuff take take a flyer i've never been on a, that marley, kind of fight either yeah marley didn't weigh uh, much more than a, <laughs> than a cup of coke. a full can of ginger <laughs> ale so uh uh yeah, I had never seen the car seats either. I, I was pretty incredulous when Jade's like, "No, we can take around on the plane." I'm like, "I don't." And it doesn't count so. against your checked bag or your carry-on bag. No, no, it wasn't nothing, dude. We carried on like two like full rolling carry-ons, um, which really we only did typically. Um, you know, hashtag go ruck. I we pack the bigger rucks when we're traveling. As long if it's not a long long trip, we just pack those. Uh, and good to go, no factor. But uh, Jade found these straps, so you can like strap the car seats right to like a rolling carry-on, and it just the kid can even ride in it. Like they can just mm-hmm. roll along with it. Mm-hmm. So we brought you know some of the more standard like rolling carry-ons for that. So we both had one of those and the car seats, and we both had a ruck. We're like, take that carry-on rules. <laughs> My personal items the size of a small car. Well, so yeah. So I, I voiced my concerns about us getting over that uh, that seven bar tonight, and it's because this I uh, I didn't pack a Jacko Go because I'm like ah they're you know whatever they're sketch about fluids and stupid stuff like that when you're going through airport security. Uh, I'll get one. Uh, I'll get one when I get there. No no factor. I'll, I'll get a I'll buy one get one for a dollar. I'll get two. Um, did I look to see if there were any Wawas here? No, no, I did not. So, who won't be cracking a Jocko Go tonight? Big fat me. How dare you? So, however, however, I did uh, work out at Orange Theory yesterday before I left. Every uh, October, Orange Theory does like a whole uh, week of pretty intense workouts that they uh, cleverly call Hell Week. 
And uh, so part of the deal is like you can uh, sign up for Hell Week. Like you can just go if you remember, you can just go work out. But you can sign up for Hell Week, and if you go and do five out of eight workouts that week, so it's a Sunday to Sunday thing, so it's eight days. You go and do in five out of the eight workouts, and they're pretty they're pretty rough. They're not your average uh, Orange Theory workout. Then you get a T-shirt. So they've got some Hell Week promotional stuff going on. So. They uh, have partnered with Path Water, which I had never heard of before, mm. but they make these pretty impressive, um, like not even disposable water bottles, but the deal is it, like it's pretty, it's not double walled, but it's pretty heavy duty aluminum. And their point is like, hey, instead of spending like a buck fifty on like a Dasani or a Zephyr Hills or whatever the water in your area is, and then chucking that bottle, why don't you spend four bucks on this and it's like solid, solid, and you can reuse it and reuse mm. it. Um, so it comes full of water and then the point is reuse it. So I normally I would have passed. I'm like, I've got water bottles. I don't need them. But when I saw it, which I guess this is probably just their logo. Like they've got, uh, orange theory's hell week logo on them, which is cool enough logo. It's whatever. But I saw this, which I guess is just the company's logo, but it just made me think. So it says path and it's like a, like a water drop with an arrow, which is clever based on what their thing is now that I'm looking at it. But I'm like, Oh, it's like. I'm on the path. Wow. I saw that. I'm like, well, now, wow. now I'll get it. So I don't have, that was the longest way for me to say, I don't have a Jocko Go tonight. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm appeasing myself with the fact that I'm, I'm on the path with my, my path water bottle here. So. Well, I got a mango, so I'll, I'll do, I'll do my part. Good kid. Good kid. I'm still finishing so up the water. the uh, the pack that uh, Cody Miranda got me. I think I have two, one or two more left in the in the old fridger. Shout out, either neither podcast. Yeesh. So, I see they've been uh, plugging right along. I think their fourth episode will drop the uh, the same day. Yeesh. This episode's hitting your ears, so go and check them out. Give them some love. Keep up uh, with the podcast. I'm sure uh, you can get an update on their their dogs or something. Uh, I uh, didn't finish uh, their most recent, but there was a uh, a tange about their dogs in this most recent episode, and I thought Kale would love to hear this. Uh, I uh, so much, yeah, so much. I love that. Yeah, hey, I like to listen I, to your I, kids I in car seats, so you can listen to their dog woes. I forget what they're, they're talking about. Yeah, they're, yeah, no, it's the it's the same. I, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, turnabout's fair play. So I do, I do, this is, this is not, I feel like this is the point where one of them would be like, I feel attacked or I feel triggered. Yeah. Things the kids say these days. But, uh, and, and so this is not a knock. This is, uh, Cody, Miranda, you can text us, you can pop on the pod to, uh, to respond to this. But I'm just like, I only bring them up because, um, like I've just seen them partake in this. So I, I saw, uh, some promotions from an event a friend of ours was doing this, this past week. And, uh. Like I saw the people on stage at this event are are in like the whole, I don't even know if there's a term for it. I th- I'm pretty sure Kanye started it. I'm pretty sure he started it with like either his clothes or just the way they were dressing for his like Sunday church service things they were doing. But the whole like not quite monotone, but really is monotone. Like I'm wearing all one color and that color is the like color a tan of or like I, a beige like, color. Yeah, yeah, like if I accidentally be- bleached all of my clothes that had color, yeah. like it's it's that head to sucks. toe. 
Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I get it. I'm no fashionista. I'm not cool. Never have been. Have never claimed to be. Probably never will claim to be. But uh, this one, I just extra don't get. No, I, I, I don't. Other either. than I could see if you're if you're just like. It's just so easy that I don't have to think about it. Everything's the same color. I can just wear whatever, and I don't have to put any thought into it. Oh, okay. It looks like you're part now of a I'm cult. Down. That's what it looks like. But this this trend is very similar, like that kind of color scheme and interior design, too. Mm. And I'm like, again, I'm not like a, I'm not looking to, to walk into like a you know a bright pink room or a bright orange room. That's that's not what I'm saying. But I'm I, I'm just like, why is everything? Are we anti? Why is everything washed out? Are we just anti? We don't want colors now. We don't like. Did Crayola get canceled? Like, what's going on? Yeah, like I don't think I I'm like busting out the seams of fashion either, but like I can at least s- recognize. Oh, that looks good, even though I know one I could never wear it, or um, yeah, basically that I couldn't wear it or pull it off. But like you can tell what is in and what is good style. But then there's some things that people are saying this is what's in. I'm like, no, but you look like an idiot. Like that person over there to some people could look dumb, but it I get how it looks good. But something like the Kanye all one color thing does not look good. Here, here's the thing, and I doubt that this is unique to me. I don't think I'm having some like uh, unexpressed revelation that no one's ever thought of before here. Um, and I and I had this thought. I, I've applied this theory to modern art for a long time, uh, and really that you just it one hundred percent applies to fashion too. But I I feel like. It's just the longest-running joke, the longest-running troll of all time. I think it started at one point with somebody going, "What's just the, what's just the most ridiculous thing we can sculpt? What's the most ridiculous thing we can paint? What's the most ridiculous thing we can wear?" And just create like an emperor, emperor has no clothes situation. Like, what's the, what's the? Uh, I'm trying to use words that aren't overly mean here for people who dress this way and get into it because hey you do you only doesn't matter doesn't affect my life at all but i'm just like i i think at some point somebody in a room somewhere uh was just like what's the craziest thing and we'll see if we can get everybody to go along with it and be like yeah that looks good or yeah i see the hidden meaning in that pile of garbage that you're calling a sculpture. <laughs> and I've seen this. Literally, I remember uh, seeing, um, might have been like a CBS Sunday morning show type thing, um, seeing a report uh, on a show about, this was a quote-unquote modern art sculpture, and it was literally like a messy bed and food wrappers and cigarettes and like beer or booze bottles. And it was like this this artist... <laughs> I wish you could all see my air quotes. This artist had like preserved this state of her room that it was in at this moment in her life. And it was representative of this. I'm like, it's literally a messy bed and garbage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not art. It's every teenage or and or college don't room like on the planet. That was actually my room and I'm the one that put that on display. So thanks for adding me in front of everybody. Sorry. So I'm like, that, like I've 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 seen clothes that are like that's that's stylish. Uh, like I'm not into that, but I can see how that's stylish. That's attractive. There's paintings where I can be like I can appreciate the talent. I can appreciate the beauty. There's sculptures like that. And I'm not saying everything has to be like here's a bowl of fruit. Here's a scene with a city scene. Here's people. Like things can be abstract, uh, but there's some things that just it's just a troll. It's just a joke. And I don't even know if the people who are into it now are in on the joke. Mm. You know, <laughs> like, I don't think they're like, yeah, we're going to keep the go- joke going. 
I'm like, have you ever seen these, um, these experiments where it's like they send people into a waiting room and there's, there's actors already in the waiting room Mm -hmm. and every so often, I can't remember if it's like at a a certain time interval or if it's like a sound cue or something, but they all, they all stand up. It was part of a whole, it was part of a, um, a vetting process to find who they could put the prank on. It was a Netflix, uh, show with a, uh, not an illusionist, a mentalist and uh yeah that's yeah. how they were vet because like they wanted to find people that could easily be conformed to what everyone in the room was doing so like the one person would walk in i think a bell or something would go off then everyone would just stand up yeah. but not even acknowledge they were standing. they just keep doing whatever they're doing on their phone reading something and then the people would like look the one person not in on the thing look around like confused like why are they all standing and then they would some of them would just stand up on their own like i guess we have to stand yeah. Which I think they took that based on, I think there's actual like published um, like behavioral studies that they've done based on this though. But the crazy thing isn't that. And I've seen this done or heard about this with elevators. Like if there's more than I think like three people in an elevator and somebody who's not associated with those people get on, gets on, right? So you get a, like a three to one ratio. If the three face the wrong way and the trip has to be more than like two or three, four or something like that. I can't remember. That person will turn around. So same concept. Right, they'll just figure all these people are facing backwards. There must be some reason, right? And they'll face backwards. So that's what I'm not that kind of person. That's what was though. going on, and that's that's what was going on in this waiting room, right? So everybody, hey, everybody stood up. There must be a reason. I'll stand up. But that's not the crazy part of it. You can kind of wrap your mind around that. But slowly, they replace all of the actors with people who aren't in on it, who don't know what's going on. It's just all new people that have entered the room, and all the actors they had hired. To say, oh, you know, that knew, okay, when the bell goes off, you're supposed to stand here's why we're doing it. So they remove all those people. So now you have nothing but fresh people who weren't in on it. But it keeps perpetuating. When the bell goes off, everybody stands. And zero people in the space know why at that point. It's like the whole monkeys and, and it, the bananas with the cage story, too. You heard that one? I have not. It's very similar. There's... um all these like let's say six monkeys in this cage there's bananas at the top of the cage pretty high up and um whenever the monkeys would go to climb up to get to the bananas they'd spray down the monkeys with the hose over time they learned oh we're not supposed to climb up there then they one by one filtered out the monkeys and uh so when the new monkey came in he'd see the bananas and he'd go up to climb it and then all the monkeys would beat him down no no you can't you can't go up there beat up the monkey then they would do it again with another monkey and another monkey and another monkey and eventually it was a whole new set of monkeys and they never went up and climbed the bananas, climbed up to get the bananas and they never knew why. So Just know like your why people. What's your why? Why do you do yeah, what you do? So, so I, all that to say, I, I, I don't get the way Kanye dresses. Why do you dress yeah, I don't that way, Kanye? I, I don't think it's for me. I don't think I'm the target market. Actually, I, 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 I can understand Kanye doing it more than anybody else. I'm like, oh, you're doing the, the artist thing. Okay. I, you know, mad genius. Check. Got it. I, I get the shtick. Uh, but it's it's everybody else standing up when the bell dings. That one I'm just a little lost on. But then there's like there's some things that are just... A constant, right? There's some things that when you're talking about like style and design, whether it's, um, you know, architecture, interior design, or even like clothing, like there's some things that just never go out. Like a good pair of jeans, a good looking white t-shirt, like not janky, like not, I went and got Hanes. Jeans, a white t-shirt, a decent jacket or no decent jacket, and some Chuck Taylors, and you're good to go. Yeah. 
I literally wore that today, for, for, except white, not a white for shirt. Like, for like the last however many decades, good go. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's interesting to me that the things that stick and then the, the trends, and the trends tend to be you have to give um, Kanye props though for like he could literally um he could literally pick his nose pull out a booger and put that on a shoe and then like steam press it and make it like a logo and then multi produce that and then there's just a booger on all these shoes and people would be like oh six thousand dollars yeah no factor i'll I'll, I'll buy that right now hey i i appreciate the hustle man like he like he can do it, literally you know, anything like, and people will buy it. In a totally different space and different way, he moves the needle every bit as much as like Elon, yeah. right? Like Elon Elon posts a pic of a Shiba Inu and Dogecoin, you know, moves yep. you know, thousands logo. of dollars. Yeah. Or, you know, he even in a you know, passing mentions Bitcoin and it moves thousands of dollars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, uh, you just know, some people I'm not, have I'm that influence to be able to just freaking do crazy things and it's a good thing that elon is he he's like uses his um his influence for good for the most part it seems yeah would you say kanye's i mean he's not necessarily doing anything for bad but like could he do more with his and he probably is i'm there's probably someone going he has all these things you idiot and i'm like okay i don't know i just don't know them uh i'll say this right his clothes not not for me obviously um his shoes not for me uh, obviously, um, his music not. not I like I his don't music. Think it shocks anybody? Not my bag. But I'll say like the clothes, the shoes. I'm like, eh, eh. That's one of those where I'm like, eh, nope. That's everybody's either in on the joke or not on the joke. But there's a joke there. But the music, I can I can recognize like this is not my thing. But I can see the talent here. Like I can see that. And of course, you know, some of them are just undeniable bops. Doesn't matter what you're into or how old you are. Like at some point, like. You can you can just kind of kind of feel it, right? I haven't listened to the new album, um, like at all. Mm-hmm. I say not at all. I started to at one point because, of course, my curiosity's peaked. There was tons of buzz around it because the release was so whatever. Um, and the second I started up that track, it was just somebody saying his mom's name over and over <laughs> again with just different inflection. I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm confusing. Uh, I can't picture what the album artwork looks like on my head. I keep seeing Drake's with all the emojis yeah. in my head. I can't picture. No, I get that I could just hit skip, but instead I just hit stop. <laughs> Donda is that the name of his new? It's his twenty. Donda, yeah. Is the it's a black square? There's no. Does my screen not loading, or is that the artwork? Uh, I don't know. I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the whatever. Did you ever listen to his uh, gospel album? I've listened to some. Yeah, I I didn't listen to a lot, and I didn't listen close enough to. Uh, like track and catch if everything's theologically sound, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know. Like I've seen him catch hate both ways on doing that stuff, um, I was, and I, I don't. I was listening to I Life of Pablo and Yee, well, a couple of their songs. Like you know how like when your car does your phone do this when you connect Bluetooth, it randomly plays a song in your entire library. It's not random. I'll say what most often happens, and will surprise absolutely none of our listeners is. Uh, if it's not what I wanted to to play, which would be the most recent podcast, what it starts playing is Jocko because that's the last thing that played in Apple Music because mine uh, doesn't do my that. Alarm, yeah, my alarm app pulls Jocko in the morning as the alarm, and so that's what's queued up. Mine literally, it's so. like it hits shuffle on the entire, and it's doesn't, it's not even downloaded on my phone. I guess just at some point, maybe I listened to it. I don't even know what because I don't think I have the Life of Pablo in my library. 
Maybe I do. Yeah. I don't know. But it just... It I know one of those, with 100% certainty, I do not. <laughs> I forget what songs are playing. I can say that playing. emphatically. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's been a minute since I heard this I, one. I will say, I've kind of gotten in the habit... Um, when we're doing the pod of, you know, normally, sometimes we're still in, in the same spot. Like we, we recorded, uh, you know, like actually physically together, uh, for Jason a couple of episodes ago. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of times we're, we're just in different places doing this through the miracle of modern technology. But, uh, so, but normally that means there's some, some downtime right between being having all the gear set up and being ready to roll and us actually being on the call and doing our thing so i've just kind of gotten in the habit of queuing up some music during that and uh working out the other day i can't remember what coach it was or i would give them a shout out but somebody had sabotage like bc boys sabotage in the playlist Mm. while i was on the treadmill and that is a bop i'm like dude i will run all day to this song and so i kind of just put it in my head so that's been in in heavy rotation that was the podcast prep song nice for me tonight here in the uh the meeting room of the hampton inn here in michigan neat so way to set a mood uh speaking of Sorry, netflix specials and things path water uh speaking of things you're not allowed to say um did you watch uh chappelle's new controversial special on uh, netflix <laughs> I haven't. I saw you add it to the the show notes. That's why I was. Uh, well, that's why I alluded to it earlier. But yeah, there's some uh, controversy, as you like to yeah, say. Yeah. So what's funny is you said you hadn't seen it, right? You have not seen it. No, I. No, I watched not. it. I don't know when it came out. I think last week, maybe. But I watched it last Friday night, and it it wasn't like his best one. I don't think. Like I think the first one he did maybe in 2017 when he first came back from being gone really see now i've heard um i haven't watched it i've heard a lot of comedians comment on it just in various uh podcasts and they feel like the comedians feel like this was the best of his netflix run i thought it was good not saying it was at all bad i'm just saying i thought the one the one where he talked about oj like here's the four times i met oj and then peppered it throughout the whole show that was i think my favorite personally but uh this one was not bad not saying that at all but what's funny is, so he's getting all this hate from the, the trans community. And it's just funny because I'm like, well, did you guys like, watch it? There's, did you, you're proving there's his, history there. Though, well, all right? of his stand-ups, like, he makes fun all, of them. The alphabet people. There's already beef there. Yeah, he calls them the alphabet people and they get offended at that. And his whole point yeah. of this special, though, was he started at the beginning. He made jokes about Jews. He jokes. He for sure always is ragging on white people. And he even said that like. If you look at the theme of all my standups, I'm ragging on white people. Like that's that's the thing, and uh, and he joked about black people. He's he jokes about everything, and then near the end of the the last half of the show, whatever, uh, he starts joking about as he says the alphabet people, and then he goes, and that's where people whoa they draw the line there, and you can't joke about that. This this that, and it's like, and then immediately, of course, all the trans community is like, we need to cancel this. We need to cancel this. But it's like, but did you hear what he just said? They're jokes. Like, and he gave a pretty yeah. decent argument for, he's like, I make jokes about everything. Yeah. The, I, I am like, so I immediately saw like the uproar just on the social medias. Which um, will only drive and, more views. So they're, they're right, dumb. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, but then I started to see the responses, right? Because the, th- the thing with people like Chappelle and, and Rogan at this point 
Uh, and for that matter, people like um, Elon, and I mean, take your pick of people in this category, they're uncancelable. Like, they don't need your money, they don't need your approval, they don't need your support. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't take their voice away. Yeah. Um, but so I, I saw people being like, oh, literally anybody who's upset about this didn't watch the whole thing. You didn't watch it, no, did you? zero percent. Like, I immediately saw people calling the people out who were complaining. He addresses, he literally, I think in the show, is expecting the exact outrage he is getting, and the more they complain and want to cancel him, the more they're just proving his point 100% in the special. So yeah. clearly they did not watch it or they're tone deaf. Yeah, the breakdown. It's funny that I'm commenting on this as I haven't watched it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm commenting on the commentary that I saw. Um, but from from what from the reviews I, I heard, it's like he literally called what their response was going to be, like basically read the playbook, said this is what they're going to do, and exactly what they did. Uh, it's so I, I just I, I don't know. So yeah, like he's made fun of of white people for a long time. It's it's funny. Can yeah. we can we not all just take a joke? Right. Can we not all realize that whatever our you know your nationality, your your race, your sexual orientation, like there's quirks that are funny that are mock worthy. Yeah. Well, today what? the headline I saw going around today was Netflix faces internal criticisms over new Dave Chappelle uh, special update. The staff plan is planning a walkout. Some I think on one day next week they're just going to walk out. They're not going to work one day of the week next week. And uh, I really like this. Um, one of the co CEOs on here he he wrote an internal memo to the entire um, company to Netflix, uh, and he said, "Oh, I just lost it. Where did it go? I have it right here." He uh, said, "While like some employees disagree." We have a strong belief that content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world harm. <laughs> and I'm like, good he, for you. He, he, he literally has to reteach them sticks and stones won't break my, literally, bone, will break they, my bones. One of but. Dave Chappelle's stand-ups I think came out last year is called Sticks and Stones, which is funny. Oh, he's yeah. such a genius. I wish I was him. It's just so annoying. Like... Uh, it's there, there's just no there's just no room for I don't, I don't even know it I don't even, I'm speechless I'm speechless I'll, I'll say this right like because I, I this this is a safe person he's safe to pick on so I'm at my my brother-in-law's house today uh, you know he's a, a pretty you know lefty liberal guy we get along just fine good a great great guy I love Jason right we we have a good time we uh, he's been on the pod he'll he'll be back on the pod we tried to get him tonight and he had uh, bachelor party festivities and which you know let's be honest people and this is on his friends not him that should be tomorrow it should be the night before there's tradition to these things but whatever so we tried to that's get that's why him on I was asking if the wedding was tomorrow and not today yes yeah. yes yes it's a little unconventional so. Um, we did mine but, early, uh, but that's so, only so because we get along we're fine. But, you know, we get there, a bunch of plants in the house, garden out back, whatever, adorable little house up here. And uh, <laughs> so at one point, like, my daughter has, you know, eaten most of a banana, but, you know, there's one half-chewed up bite left over and the peel. <laughs> so my wife hands them to me. She's like, can you find the trash can? So I, I grab, I'm like, hey, Jason, since I don't want to stereotype you, I'm not going to ask where your compost bin is. I've never been in his house before in my life. I'm not going to ask where your compost bin is, uh, but where's the trash can? And, and he chuckles and he goes, yeah, the compost bin is to the left of the sink. So I'm like, of course you have a compost bin. Of course the stereotype is fine. Like, 
stereotypes are stereotypes because they're true more often than not. And and everybody likes to go, well, look at this outlier. Look at yeah, they're an outlier. They're not the rule. There's there's a bell curve. Like an outlier doesn't disprove the rule, but still, most hey, you know what? You're you're like a you're like a middle class white guy. You're probably a fan of like a toasted bagel with cream cheese. You just probably are. That sounds we good like right it. now. You like it. You probably like mac and cheese. You probably do. That sounds good. Chick fil A. Somebody's like, somebody's like, I'm a white guy and I don't. Okay. I didn't say all. Yeah. You're racist. But yes, against against my people. I'm kind of getting over the like. Well, for sure, it's old, like, the transphobia stuff. I'm like, shut up, get over it, like, take a joke. But what I'm even more annoyed, I, mean, I feel like I keep seeing it more and more on the socials. I don't know if you're seeing it pop up more often, is uh, the fat phobia stuff. I feel like that's really gaining oh, traction right now, right? Well, the most annoying part about it isn't isn't that one. I haven't seen that more. Like, you sent me that link the other day that was, that was disturbing. Yes. Uh, but this <laughs> idea of... Uh, just throwing phobia on the end of everything that I disagree with the thing doesn't mean I'm afraid of it. It it doesn't. I don't, I don't know what else, what else to say about that. Like it's like, what do you think you're achieving by that? Oh, yeah. well, you're just no, like I, I'm I'm. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, I it, literally like there's there's people who. Like right now, and I got to stop saying like so much for the love. I need one of those little shock bracelets or something. But there's people right now who are are like screaming vehemently in people's faces in public who aren't wearing a mask, like follow the science. Why are you killing us all? Whatever. Science, science, science. Follow the science. Who in the same breath, they'll pivot and be like, my doctor had the gall to tell me that being 80 pounds overweight is unhealthy. Like, I want to be clear. I'm not. I don't think you are. The Sound 7 Podcast, nobody's advocating being mean to someone who's overweight. Unless they're mean. Simply because they're overweight. Be to oh. them, maybe. Yeah, they that's not what I'm it. saying. But I, I should be able to say, no, that's that's not healthy. And again, so this is where the outlier thing comes in. Oh, well, I I know this person or I am this person who I have this this condition. I, I can't lose the weight. It's hard for me to lose the weight. Okay, man, that, that sucks. But that's not the case for the the vast majority of people who could stand to drop a few pounds. Right. But it's just, it's just go not. So like using your, you using the outlier to argue against like, so because there's, there's this subset, this tiny, tiny subset who there is a physiological condition that makes it difficult uh, for them to maintain a, a healthier weight. Um, well, let's just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's not encourage anyone else to to live, dude. If I had it, if I was eighty, if, if I was eighty pounds overweight, I don't, can't remember what my my target weight's supposed to be. I think I think at my height and age, I'm supposed to be around like one seventy or one seventy five, which I feel like I would look emaciated. I haven't seen one seventy or one seventy five <laughs> in a long time. Uh but I'm I'm well I'm well above those right now. And if any point my doctor looked at my current weight and said, Bro, you're good, keep doing what you're doing, hey man, I'm gonna go find another doctor. Like what what am I paying you for, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'm so, severely under those numbers. What's up? Yeah, am I looking for my uh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and, and and pull up the ideal weight for your uh, height and age. Tell uh, <laughs> what do I type? Average height 
I would say ideal weight, and you'll probably come up with a chart or a calculator. Ideal height and weight. But either way, I'm not so I like I don't think anybody should be rolling into their doctor though. I probably wouldn't hate a doctor like this for me personally. Uh, I'm not saying anybody should be walk. The doctor should be walking in and going, "Hey, fatty fat fat so how you doing?" That's not the point. Well, yeah, but your doctor shouldn't pre- your doctor shouldn't pretend that that's healthy or ideal. Just right. In the not. video that you referenced earlier, it was just a a, a, a very large person uh, complaining about that she went to her doctor's again um, or recently, and he just the he she quote said the medical fat phobia that the doctor was given her and what this is that, but then she found a new doctor and this doctor didn't acknowledge her weight at all. Uh, asked her what her pronouns were. And then I got annoyed right there and I turned off the video because <laughs> I was thinking I've never been asked, what are your pronouns, Josh? And I don't think I would ever answer the question because I would be, I'm like, I'm offended. You're asking me the question. So you lost both ways right there. Dude, the, the way some of this stuff is trickling into to medicine, um, it's it, it's gonna like it's going i'm not gonna say it's gonna get people killed it's gonna shorten lives it's gonna shorten lives um like for real the first link i clicked on for the it's this website called healthline.com age group years 20 to 39 i am 30 years old average weight pounds 196 but i'm not how much should i for weigh the average you're looking I know, for ideal but i'm not finding ideal i'm finding Oh, here we go. Okay. Body mass, the BMI between or over th- wait. I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm so confused. Oh, I can plug it. There's a BMI calculator. How tall am I? I think I'm 5 8 1 Okay, 1000 pounds. Um uh a normal for this height a weight range of 125 to 168 is a normal BMI. Wow, that's way broader than what I found. I did, oh, you're you're. I, I did a calculator, yeah. yeah. I just plugged in. I am five nine. I think I weigh 155. Also, this is the most I've weighed in my entire life. So I'm. I don't want to hear your fat phobia against my. Wait. I'll stop skinny shaming you. Why? Why are you? Why are you afraid to be heavy, Josh? Why aren't? Why aren't you eating more? I don't know, man. It's just I couldn't think of anything sarcastic enough of what they normally say or their you know arguments. Who, you know who couldn't eat more? Have you heard this story making the rounds um, of this photographer uh, getting like stiffed on food at a wedding? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Bro, this story is, I could see, what's funny, like I was thinking of you when I heard this because yeah, I've done of your plenty profession of and your skill set, like yeah. you get booked to to video. So evidently the story here is, and, and I don't have a link to share, I've just heard the story a few different places a few different times now, but everything I've gleaned is that this guy wasn't really a professional photographer, but was doing a friend a favor. It was his like best his friend's, friend's like, wedding or something? I don't know if it's like best friends and it very well could be, but I I can't imagine, like I could imagine you do this to a best friend, maybe, maybe. But so this dude's getting married, tells his buddy, Hey, we're on a shoestring budget. I don't care if I have great pictures from that day. I just want pictures from that day. You know, would you mind doing it? And so they, they've got an agreement. He's going to come, he's going to take pictures at this wedding uh, for 250 bucks. It's cheap. It's It's cheap in the land of wedding photography. 
Um, you spent a, a little, a little bit more on your uh, spent. Oh, like <laughs> your, your videography uh, videography so, was much cheaper uh, than my photography we we uh, my f- but my photographer she was fire yeah everything all your stuff looked good so uh but 200 250 bucks you're doing a buddy a favor okay so this That's is like a long a day right like they've got this dude there taking pictures for like for like 10 hours yeah right and it comes time to eat, and they're like, oh, we don't have, like, we didn't plan for food for you. We don't have food for you. They're not going to feed this guy. It's a 10-hour day. We're not going to feed yep. you. So he's like, okay, um, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to, like, 20, 30 minutes, I'm going to run somewhere. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick and get some food and come back. And so the groom's like, well, you can do that, Um or you can stay here and keep taking pictures and get the 250 bucks, but you can't do both. Like if you leave, I'm not paying for you. So this guy says, Oh, Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Uh, let me show you something on the camera here real quick and delete and deletes the photos. That's I, I was, I, people were hating on him for it. Some, well, that's there's the 50, so 50. The, some people are hating. Some people are celebrating it. Yeah. The reason we all know this story is because he put it out there basically as, like a check, like, hey, am I a jerk or was this the right or the wrong thing to do? Here's what happened. And everybody's got their takes. Now, I'm not mad that he did this. I'm not. I, I'm Like, this This person's probably done stuff like this and been a jerk and been a jerk and been a jerk and just gotten away with it. And I think at least in this moment, it's got to make you stop probably, and question. Well, I wouldn't have deleted the photos. I think I just would never have given it to him. But I would have had well, it as like thing. a hostage. That what? Well, uh, yeah, that's that's the real thing. I think this guy probably just got caught in the heat of the moment because the real play there is, oh, okay, cool. Well, listen, I'm hungry. You're not going to feed me. I'm going to leave and eat. I'm not going to take any more pictures. Um, if you want the pictures that I do have, that price is now fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so if you want them, let me know. If you don't, that's cool. I'm going to go get something to eat. Deuces. That's the play. Yeah. Yeah, that's. The I play. have it in but, my contract to to have a meal included for me, and if I bring someone. But that's you, of course you do because you've done this and you do this somewhat like that. You know the video stuff you do professionally, right? So there's a level of professionalism. This is a guy who's not even a photographer doing a buddy a favor, right? Right, like probably didn't even probably didn't even have a contract, which is probably a life lesson there too. Yep. But I I get where he's coming from. Like in that moment the the level of satisfaction oh yeah that he likely felt pressing delete oh yeah like, or pressing great. format which is probably how he did it might be worth more than a grand or 1500 <laughs> bucks for their, those pictures it might be so like the holding them hostage really is the mercy play yeah. like you've got pictures of this day they can't get back um, you're going to give them a pathway to them it's just going to make it hurt there's no pathway. They're not coming back. Yeah. I wonder if they were I mean, even I guess like you relatively could offer good. To sell them the... Yeah, who knows? But when it's all you got. Yeah. So Life lesson, don't be a douche. I'm I'm not mad at him. I don't think he did the wrong thing. I think there were better plays. Sure, uh, yeah. But I'm not mad at him. Let's give him a round of applause, folks. That's just... I, it, it, it almost... Like, you listen to it and it... it I don't know. It approaches this level of ridiculousness where you want to be like, is this just an internet story? Like, was this just for fun to get some buzz? But then when you think about the people you experience in day-to-day life, you're like, no, I can, I can see a significant portion of humanity being like, well, no, we're not going to, we're not going to feed you. Right. 
Like nobody, uh, you know, nobody in my circles would be that person. Nobody. Like you just don't get to to be in my life. Where you're like you, you're not gonna feed them. Yeah, because even if. But I understand that they exist. Like if you had had if you had me video your wedding, like, and if you didn't like think to give me dinner, I'd probably be like, hey man, would it be cool if I grab a plate? I can't foresee a scenario in which you'd be like, no, sorry, can't do it. No, not a hard no. There might be this. There might be. Listen, like we had people show up who didn't even RSVP. I'm super worried that we're even going to have enough food for everybody at this point. But, but yes, <coughs> go, please take, take a break. Go grab something. I don't need pictures right. of these fatty, fat fatsos Whoa, eating their food anyways. Go, go get some food. Come back. Like it's, it's on me. Like I'll take care of that for you. I'll include that in the, in the 250. I'm so sorry that I can't just feed right. you this but do like i could see that yeah, that makes sense yeah also with, just, with dave and all this phobicness what annoys me and he says it really well sorry i just completely switched right back to what we were talking about but like he he, he was like his whole thing with like the trans community and all these communities like going we need equal whatever and he's like like hey i was called the n-word in traffic just the other day slow your roll like we're still trying to get equal right like chill out <laughs> like people are trying to jump on the on the coattails of like black people getting equality and being like leaving being slaves and all this other stuff and he's like we were i was still called the n-word and talking the other day like who are you people coming in now in the last couple days and then he brings up the fact that who's wanting these surgeries oh rich white men that's who's wanting these transitional surgeries it's, uh, well, that's the whole like, but that's the whole concept behind uh, like intersectionality, which you hear less about now, but it's still incorporated into all these idea ideologies that are floating around. But it's it's basically the grievance Olympics. It's yeah, um, you know, how many categories of oppression can I fall into? Right. So that and the problem with that frame of mind is so everybody's oppressed and everybody's an oppressor. And so now it's like these scales of yeah. how much oppressor are you and how much oppressed and am I more oppressed or less oppressed? Right. That's what than I was you. trying to and say. And so yeah. I can check, you know, they did kind of a tongue in cheek episode of it on uh, Modern Family at one point where there's the, the gay couple in that show that have an adopted daughter mm -hmm. and they're trying to get her into a daycare and they're feeling pretty oh, good yeah, about I've it because because they're they're gay guys yep. right and it's a pretty you know whatever <laughs> you can say enlightened or uh, woke or whatever daycare you know and so they have this this daughter that i think she, she's like chinese uh, or something yeah she's she's korean or um, whatever she's an asian child so they're like we've we've got this in the bag and then they see another family interviewing and it's like a biracial lesbian couple and one of them's in a wheelchair and they're like oh well crap <laughs> right because they got they got out uh oppressed they got out disadvantaged and i'm just annoyed that people can't have a sense of humor like if you can't laugh at yourself i don't know man you got a you got a hard road ahead of you Dude, I tell you what's funny because I can uh, take anything back to Jocko Go, but so the watermelon flavor, um, the Whoop Assault mm -hmm. watermelon, is named for Staff, Staff Sergeant Travis Mills, mm -hmm. um, who's a Medal of Honor winner, but he's like a triple 
or he might even be quadruple amputee, but I know he's got at least like one mechanical arm and two fake legs. And I can't remember if his other like arm all the way to the hand is real or not, but Travis got straight like blown up. But to hear him talk about it, like it's the most self-deprecating humor. And you see that a lot in like, it's, it's just military gallows humor anyways, but like amongst the amputees and stuff, the jokes they'll make. And I was listening to Travis did a great uh, episode of Mike Rose podcast with them. And Mike does a lot to support uh, his foundation and stuff. And uh, dude, I mean, just cracking savage jokes on himself. See, um, and you can say like, oh, well, that's self-deprecating. That's, you know, you can do that. But I'm like, he wouldn't care if it was, you probably have to have some buy-in into his life. You could probably yeah. couldn't just walk up and be nobody and be like, hey, Stumpy. Like that probably won't fly. Yeah. Like I've had uh, people make jokes. I make, obviously I make dad jokes and my dad passed away in 07. But like I've had people that I barely know make like a, con- I, I don't remember who it was, but there's one person I had just met and they made like a, wasn't even funny like dead dad joke and i just like because they heard me say like one thing and they thought oh i can i can do that too <laughs> and it was like that was weird yeah you'd have to flip the script on them and be like so you still have a dad and he still hasn't taught you how to tell a decent joke oh, that would have been good i probably just looked <laughs> yeah, at them what weird a, what a waste of a dad of having a dad you are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks dad thanks for being there for me thanks for teaching me how to shave dad Literally had so, a yeah, YouTube how to tie a tie to his funeral, so that was fun. Thanks, Dad, <laughs> for teaching me how to tie a tie. And the cat's in the cradle with the silver spoon. <laughs> um, but also, uh, in the same vein of like what we're talking about with Dave Chappelle, like he's just a genius, and I love him so much. But like, I all these people need to get over themselves and shut up. But then at the same time, too, like um, Ricky Gervais has some pretty good. Uh, material about like kind of what we're talking about now with like if you can laugh in the face of adversity you're bulletproof and uh his netflix yeah. stand-up humanity he talks about that like how can you make these horrible jokes how can you make dark mean jokes like that thing just happened how can you joke about that and um and he's like if if you can laugh in the face of adversity you're bulletproof and i feel like there's there's Was a lot it? of wisdom in that was it you? Yes, and I was about to edit was, this out if you want. Fifty four forty five. But you sent me this guy doing a routine, and he starts doing jokes about, about Gabby. That, yeah, that, that. And I mean, they were brutal. Yes. They were like he's at a comedy club, and you can tell they don't know if it's okay to laugh or not. Right. And he, the jokes were and, funny though. My wife, I played it for her, and she did not find them funny. She's like, but then and oh, when he's making gosh. these Gabby jokes, uh, I mean, and to make these jokes, you ha- like, I feel like there's an unspoken, like, we all know this was horrible, and that dude sucks. Like, we're not, like, glad it happened. Like, But, like, they're jokes. There's no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why they're called jokes. And, uh, and he even admits, like, can we joke about this? Are we not allowed to joke about this yet? But it's like, we, a you're in a comedy in club. Audience. I we I mean we should credit his name though I mean you know uh, con content warning you know language whatever your mileage may vary but because uh, I I don't want to say the dude's whole routine I was gonna recap some of the like how he was replying to the heckler but uh, yeah it was it, you know it's funny I, I teetered on that one between like I'm pretty okay with like you know Shane uh, Gillis gallows 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 humor dark humor uh, whatever. Um, 
you know, I think most things it's like, uh, like the, the point of a joke is a joke. Right. But, um, then I'm like, but I, I have a daughter. It's not funny, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, what it was, was they, people in the audience were just like, Hey man, t- uh, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, people are, he was like, give me a topic to make a joke about. And someone said the Titanic. And so he just went on from there and it's about a two minute little video. Uh, his name is, uh, Shane Gillis. I've never heard of him. What was, what was Michael Scott's line? Uh, Abraham Lincoln only recently became funny. Was that the I line? To, I need to see this play like I need a hole in the head. <laughs> but like that's the, but if you're in a comedy club, if you're Dave Chappelle doing a comedy standup, there is going to be a level of offense. And like Norm Macdonald is probably the king of just like no rips given. And he just oh, says, RIP, Norm. Oh, man, I saw, uh, we were browsing through Netflix or something, and one of his specials passed by, and I got sad for a second. I was like, "Dang, Norm was a good guy. Never met him." Well, I mean, when R.I.P. Like when you take it back to kind of the start of the art form of like stand up, not like the kind of like campy TV funny, uh, but like, gosh, I'm trying to remember his name. They've they've got they've written him as a character in um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Lenny Bruce. Like even back then, like he was like violating like decency laws about speech but he's doing it intentionally mm. like he's getting thrown in jail for doing stand-up because of the language that he was wow. using yeah and i'm not sitting here condoning that anyone run out and use that language or certainly in public or certainly in mixed company um but my morals aren't your morals but uh like his point was like this is the speech that needs defending the thing you find abhorrent the thing you find offensive is the thing that needs defending right right and so not that not that all stand up not that all comedy is like pushing that line or or serving a social purpose but it is like to some extent the comedians are like the conscience of society and the the comedic community the stand up community by and large has flipped hard on all this cancel stuff. Like they've, they've, they've seen it and they're done with it. And you just see more and more routines where they're ripping it and pushing back. And that's the, there it's the butt of the joke, you know? And so, and they make the point, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, nobody goes, Oh, well an an actor, like they are that person. That's, that's really what they say. That's really what they do. That's really what they believe. Right. Like I, I'm not going to let Donald Faison operate on me because I saw him as a surgeon on scrubs. He's, he's an actor, right? Comedians are performing, right? So to leave no room for them to not believe or believe or be in lockstep with the joke they tell, like they're, the job is to get the laugh. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld you know said I mean? it that best. Might not... Like, there's he knew there was a sequence and combination of words that he knew equaled a laugh at the end, and he didn't care what the combination of words were. He knew there was a laugh at the end, and so yeah, that's that's sometimes what comedians do. And then at the same time, it's not like like I think there is a difference between you're you're trying to hurt someone's feelings versus telling a joke and like being funny. Yeah. Like sometimes I think Steven Crowder, like when he does his little bits on his show um i think sometimes he's purposely trying to piss people off and I'm, then i'm like you're just trying to get a rise you're not i don't even think it's funny you're just trying to get a rise and there's there's the limit the line there yeah i i like crowder i'm a fan i've never been a fan of his like bits that's what i'm saying his bits are just like yeah. they're intentionally like like dude like you're you're like you're trying to hit like a legit pressure point and like 
some yeah. place and that but then like dave Chappelle's making jokes about white people and whatever like do i think he really hates white people no not at all no but well, i think I, dave Ch- I should specify like when I sorry real quick because I want to be clear because Steven's listening like <laughs> when I say bits like I don't mean he's got different sticks he does on the show and like they do cultural appropriation month that's it's that's hilarious I don't know if I've seen like that one. that's the kind of thing like literally he'll take an episode or a week or whatever and just appropriate a culture like oh we're gonna we're gonna dress Native American all this week we're gonna we're gonna do oh, this oh, gotcha. it's just mocking the whole concept of cultural you know it's it's mocking the concept yeah, yeah. of my culture is not your prom dress that whole thing. Um, but I'm talking more like his. No, was it a Halloween like his, costume? You couldn't dress as uh, the I Rock's character. It's always in that a Halloween Disney thing. Movie. Yeah, it's it's always a Halloween thing these days. But there was something specific a few years ago that blew up of like pictures of these girls all wearing Asian style dresses, and of course they were they were all white girls. And how dare they? No, nobody can nobody can have any desire to appreciate or emulate another culture. You can't do that anymore that's theirs you can't have that you can't be a white guy running a mexican restaurant can't do it that's cultural appropriation so literally there was like this response or a comment on this picture like my culture's not your uh not your prom dress yeah uh, okay okay so he does cultural appropriation like month or week or whatever right. and so like that stuff's funny it's more like his produced like bits and skits those don't really yeah. do it as much. I, for I mean, me. I don't but have any show, examples. The now show format, yeah. That I thought that I think I do up miss, top of my I head. Do miss Jer- I do miss Jared. I bet. Listen, there's a lot of guests we want. I, I have a little guest dream list going as an Apple note. I do. I'm not going to tell you who's on it, but I have it. Um, but uh, so, like, I don't think we could get Steven Crowder. I bet we could get Jared. I miss Jared being on the show. I think we can. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to put it out there like Oprah and the secret, which I don't buy into, but I'm putting it out there right now. I think we could get Jared on the solid seven podcast. I don't care. I never thought I he was funny. No, I like Jared. Maybe I didn't see enough oh, of his like stuff. Him. I only saw little bits and pieces of him talking. Yeah. I definitely don't like the guy so. they replaced him with. I'm like, you're not funny. Well, Jared's okay. funnier than her. I'll cross, I'll cross him off the dream list now. Yeah, uh, there's some of I don't know who's who in there. Like I'm not a frequent enough listener, but the, he's you know he's got a whole crew. That's probably also my problem. I don't him watch now. it at all regular enough to even probably be making such bold yeah. claims. So yeah. don't cancel me, Stephen. Also, I think uh, what it helped at least in my brain realize, hey, it, you can't be offended at jokes like in comedy forums because. I used to love, I still do love Family Guy like a bunch. And then they make, they make fun of everything. Name something they don't make fun of, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I got to a point where they would, they were starting to make more and more religious God, making fun of God or Jesus jokes. And then I was always like, whoa, you can't do that. But then I was just laughing at the Jewish jokes, the, the gay jokes, the dead people joke, like all these other jokes. But then the moment he joked, the Family Guy joked about this, whoa. And I'm like, that's, that's not fair. Like that's like how, like I can laugh at all these things, but then when it's my thing, I can't laugh at You can't laugh at that. And I feel like yeah. that's not fair to the joke. Well, and I feel like, you know, which they definitely took it to a, another and a different level, but like, I feel like the Simpsons kind of cleared that path for, for them and, and for South park both where, you know, they, again, they definitely went to both those shows to the nth degrees, but Simpsons were that OG, like, Hey, we're going to, we're gonna mock everybody. Nothing's 
nothing's off uh, off limits, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, it's I think I think there's room for for or at least there should be for all of us to to laugh at ourselves. Yeah, and maybe it's that whole like I can make fun of my my sister, but you can't make fun of my sister. Like, oh, I can laugh at myself, but it's when everybody else is laughing. I'm like, well, no, it's only fun if for everybody. I just to. thought of the episode of The Office where Jim was telling Michael, like, just beat yourself, beat everyone to the punch and make fun of yourself. Like, it'll be fine. And then Michael goes way too hard and making oh fun of himself. And he goes, dang it, Jim, too far. I don't even, I don't even have Jan's number. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Everything's on Office relates to life. Well, it. Like you would see these moments of like Michael having like just knowing more, and I think I was listening to Office Ladies this week. They had Rain Wilson on who played Dwight, and you know they were referencing a scene where uh, it was they were they were doing the Willy Wonka episode, and they were uh, it was a deleted scene where they were talking about how you know there should be a reckoning. Like Michael should finally have to pay the price, and he calls him out. He's like. Oh, have you ever thought about uh, the fact that whoever replaces me might be worse? Like maybe somebody will come in here who actually knows that we don't need three accountants. Oh yeah. Or and he kind of reads everybody's news, and I like I get why they cut it, but it's like because it's like who, you can't who give said that, that care- in the deleted scene. Michael, huh? I've never. Michael's seen that. like, oh, what? A- Oh, see what happens if they replace me with somebody who, and he just kind of reads everybody's mail. Yeah. But you get why they cut it because it's like he can't have that level of understanding. It falls apart. Yeah, yeah. But they they did let some of that stuff go through sometime. Like you think about the wilderness survival episode when he comes <laughs> back, when he's talking to Jim and when he's like, oh yeah, I, I tried to do that. I made that mistake. You'll see, you'll learn where it's yeah. like, he's not just... An, an idiot. Yeah, they do talk about that often of how they tried to balance his idiotness with, oh no, he's but he's a great salesman. Oh, but he he's an yeah. idiot, but he cares about his employees. Like they they balance his human side pretty yeah. well. So and even when they make Jim a uh, co-manager, and Jim just wants to go out and level with everybody about not off people like who cares, but uh, about not getting raises. And Michael's like, okay, you you go out there and you tell him, genius. You go level with him. Like he just yeah. knows it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. So there, there's those little glimpses, those moments. I've been listening to a lot of Office Ladies <sighs> lately. I've been uh, been enjoying it. It's I think you get a lot. I think what my I realize it today. I think my favorite episode is the product, um, the the watermark episode with on the paper with the, yes. the beloved duck and uh, mouse. Uh, and it, it did look consensual uh, um, Dwight's pretty accurate whoever whoever drew that got it exactly right <laughs> I'm in the middle of that one and like uh, the quotes that just Michael is just on point in that episode just the the acronyms in the meeting like trying to save time but you can make the argument that it wastes time uh, that's just a over, all around great yeah. episode now, it's, I've never not been a fan of Office Ladies. There was definitely, we've talked about it before, you know, they get on some tangents about stuff that just didn't really interest Yeah, that annoyed like me. Myself. Like, but when they talk about the hair, well, did you see my yeah. hair and my ponytail? And then I was getting annoyed at it, but then I forgot I had a, a skip 30 second button and I just click that whenever they, it seems like, okay, we're, we're on the hair for a minute. Click. There you go. And then it's fine. So. And then it's everything, I don't have to complain. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Brian Baumgartner, since we're on a little office tangent, he had, uh, is it Jeff Buckley? Is that who played Wallace? 
on his most recent Isn't one. Jeff that was a good Buckley one. Buckley, a musician, who's saying? Yeah, I think so. It's <laughs> definitely Buckley. That's why. That's what's in my head. Um, but uh, I want to say it was uh, Hold. But the guy that played Davis Wall, David Wallace. So you probably knew because you're a super fan. But he was like working, uh, like as a stockbroker for Merrill Lynch when he took that role. Like, and he kept the job all the way until like his last season mm-hmm. on the show. He was yep. still working for Merrill Lynch as a stockbroker. Yeah, and they like worked out um, with his schedule to film and stuff. Um, and what's great is just him as a dude in real life. He, um, I've been wrestling my dog this entire time we've been doing this, and this is I sh- we should do this every podcast. This has been fun. It shows. It comes. It comes. Um, Andy, Andy, Buckley, Andy Buckley, close relative yeah. of Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. But um, he. Uh, Andy Buckley carries around a little, I don't know if he still does, but there's, I've seen many people post, he has little business cards that say um, his character's name, like David Wallace and yeah. the whole, his CEO, the, CFO, yada, yada. Yeah. They talked about that. Yeah. I, he's such so a that's genius. Pr- that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen people on Reddit it's cool and stuff that He cares post. enough about the fans to do that, you know? Yeah. He always looks rough every photo I see of him in real life. I'm like, hey, man, you need a brush or something? Is everything all right? Uh, are you are you so still working on Suck It? <laughs> I thought I'd say he's living life as the uh, Suck It David Wallace. So, But he's gone on and done some some big stuff since. So, I mean, he's... Oh, really? Uh, Good for him. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. So he talks about it on, on the podcast with uh, Gartner, But uh, I think I was going to... I'm like so. literally one year behind on Office Ladies. That's how long I haven't listened since I've listened to it. Dang. So I've been flying through them though. So sorry uh, to all my other podcasts that I have not been listening to as often. I'm sure they're all listening. But I've been trying to fly through Office Ladies because I want to hear all of Brian's crap too. Yeah. I mean, you still... You still listen to this one, though, right? Uh, I don't know the last time I've listened to this one. Maybe episode <laughs> one. <laughs> Oi. So, but we've got uh, some big stuff coming up. But, man, it's I feel like time's gone real quick coming up on this uh, this Star Horse. Oh, yeah. So, we're actually, we're, I don't want to tell the whole story because I, I want to do it if it, I, I want to tell how it came about, if it goes through, but... Uh, next week, um, looking like really good odds, we're going to have a Goruck cadre on the cadre cadre. I don't know. We'll have him correct me. I've heard it both ways, but like basically the guys who are special forces or special operations or are former special forces or special operations who, who run their events for them, who coordinate the events and execute the events, um, came about pretty organically, so it looks like we might get to have him on next week, which Toy. I'm super excited about, so I hope that that works out. So, and not definitely like a different tack, like don't feel like that'll be a, like a rehash of the, the Emily stuff. Definitely going to be a, a, a different vibe and a different uh, angle on that stuff. So, I'm excited. Sure you so, are. We, we are going to squeeze in a little little pre-Stark Horse eight-mile rock with some some step-ups ahead of it. I say we, maybe, maybe. Josh will give me the... Actually, on that one, you're not even giving me the alarm. Like, sometimes Josh will be like, I'll set the alarm. If I get up, I get up. If I don't, I don't. Yeah, that one, I will. I'm just over... Because it's, it's Saturday in the park. Uh, name that band. Um, and I want... I just want to sleep in. And, uh, and also, in my defense... Thanks. Uh, all my lights just turned off. Kira, thank you. Um, smart home life. You know, you know what I mean, guys. Um, 
But um, I have bad ADD. In my defense, Your defense blah blah blah. Oh, our, our the star course is at noon, and we keep doing these little meetups at six thirty in the morning because of the sun. Hey y'all, we should probably get used to the sun because we're about to do twelve miles at noon. Yeah, the sun's just an added bonus. Listen, rucking at six thirty is like uh, going to early service for you churchgoers. It's like, yeah, it's early, but then you've got the rest of your day. I mean, sometimes I, you put a thing. If sometimes you put a thing, even a little thing, a short thing, anywhere you know, like in the middle of the day, like legit middle, like you know, between ten four whatever. It fe- it could be twenty minutes long. It feels like it just eats up your whole day. You got to plan the whole day around that thing. How long is it going to take me to get to that thing? How long is it going to take me to get back from that thing? You get up, you go rock at six thirty. You're done. You got a whole day. Go do whatever you want. I don't hate. I mean, I haven't hated it. I don't walk away from it going. I wish I didn't do that. I haven't thought that. It's just. It's like those. You know how like, um, uh, you're like, hey, Kale next friday night let's go hang out and we're like yeah this sounds fun and then like thursday night you're like or like friday morning wake up and like i don't want to go do that thing like i'd rather just stay home it's like that whole vibe it's just like we'll plan it ahead of time i'm like yeah that sounds cool and then when it's like the day before i'm like yeah i don't feel like doing that anymore do you ever get that is that just us millennial thing there's like literally memes for it no yeah it depends on on what's planned and if it's like you know, obligatory stuff or people you actually like. Hey, we're having a party <laughs> Saturday night. You're invited, and then later Saturday morning, you're like, I don't feel like going anymore. I'd rather just, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that sometimes. Unless the party's so. in your honor. I did. I uh, I snagged some new go ruck gear that I actually haven't been able to get out under underweight in. I haven't been able to ruck with it yet, so I grabbed uh, another rucker, the Rucker 3.0, because uh, my wife is now joining us for the Star Course, and I'm already loaning you my bullet ruck and weight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, now, in full disclosure, did I have any number of rucks I, that would have worked just fine for the Star Course? absolutely i do but but the ruckers are a really cool thing unto themselves like they're the one ruck where they've it's like custom built for the actual like sport and activity of rucking like the gr1 you can it can be whatever you can fly with it it can be your laptop bag you can do all kinds of stuff with it and also ruck and it will hold up to that like that's the point like from baghdad to to new york right that's the that's the point but the rucker they built around, like, this is a gym on your back. Like, you can work out with this. You can ruck with this. It's going to be comfortable. It's going to hold up. Uh, and so I'm like, well, Jade's going to need to use something. And the rucker I own, which was the first generator, generation, made the most sense. I'm like, I, I mean, I got to get an, gotta get another one. So I got a rucker 3.0. And then to my great shame, the first thing it's been used for is actually this trip. So rather than carrying nice. weight and doing manly things, it was packed with like a, a blankie and snacks uh, <laughs> for it. For the plane. But I got, and this might actually come as a bit of a surprise to Josh. I don't know how, how much we've talked about my weird footwear ever on the podcast. Uh, but I've worn Vibram Five Fingers, like the shoes with the toes. Not exclusively, but pretty predominantly for I don't even know how many years now. And so then even when I wear, I wear sandals a lot uh, these days. But then even when I wear closed-toed shoes, they tend to be, you know, minimal you know, wide toe box, no heel rise, that kind of thing. 
but I snagged a pair of GORUX trainers. And I actually, uh, just with the amount of mileage we're putting in, and I want to do some longer, bigger events after this and kind of keep the mode going. Uh, and so I'm like, I'll give them, I like GORUX. I'm a fan. I'll give them a go. I'll trust them uh, on the shoes. And they, they just showed up before we, we hopped on the plane. So I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll wear these shoes. I'll, t- I'll take these as my only pair of shoes for a whole weekend. And if they're uncomfortable, give me blisters. I'll live with it. Uh, but I'll say for the few hours that I, I had them on for traveling today, they were quite comfy. So neat. I'm looking forward to getting out and putting some mileage on those. Neat. Are you gonna go hiking so, while you're up there? No, we can't really fit it in. We're doing. Um, so I gotta say, now listen. If Jason listens, anybody in the family listens, I'm excited, happy to be here, excited for Jason, celebrate marriage, blah blah blah, yakety schmackety, all that good stuff. I will say we had to bail on another family wedding that was two weeks ago. That was in Colorado. Oh yeah, you've talked about uh, this. To to come to to come to this one. Yeah, it's worth mentioning again because instead of Colorado, I'm in Michigan. I think that's worth mentioning again. But uh, so no, we are getting out like uh, tomorrow. We're gonna go. There's this big, huge like Henry Ford place that. Uh, They've got a lot of old train stuff, so it's up my son's alley, and it's really, it's just kind of dedicated to, like, American ingenuity and capitalism and hard work and, and again, America, and so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. So we're going to go check that out, but no, no real time for anything outdoorsy or, or even kind of getting out for uh, for a rock at this thing. So I'm like, while we're traipsing around that place uh, tomorrow, I'll have... All our water and all that stuff will be on a rock on my back, so. Nice. We'll count it. We'll count it. That's a whole thing. There's a whole, like, subcategory of people who are into go ruck. There's, like, a ruck Disney thing where, like, people go out to the parks and they've got their rucks. And I don't know how many people are actually putting weight in it. Uh, You know, like Emily talked about, her husband talks about hiding the miles. Like, get the wrecking in when you can if you're out walking anyways. I don't know how much Disney would appreciate you taking, like, a 20 or 30-pound weight plate. Why would they care? But, uh. I don't know. They're funny about things. Mm. They're funny about things. Mm. So, yeah. I I so, I, yeah, I throw it on when I walk Kuma. When we when I when we have time to do extended walks, I'll throw it on. Like so, I did it yeah. yesterday. I think we went two miles, and uh, just because it was getting late, I didn't want to walk in the dark and get kidnapped. But uh, maybe I could throw the the plate at their head but then i found in the dog park there's like the like a little platform thing but it's i, I need to bring a measuring tape because i'm like how many inches is this because i was doing some step ups and it was um i felt some strain in my thighs after like 20 so then i was like huh so I need interesting <laughs> right well not speaking i don't even know if it was 20 i just threw a number that seems actually low for how many we were actually going to do but it i did several i don't even i didn't count at all yeah uh because i think after five i was like what number am i on i don't know i just kept doing it uh in the park uh the step ups but i should have been counting so then i could actually give you an accurate count mm-hmm. of how many i did well, speaking of you getting kidnapped and violated, <laughs> did you How look at the story you? that I actually threw this in show notes a, a couple of weeks ago? But um, I say that, I guess it, this came out October 4th, but did you see the study about this dude that ended up in his own search party? <laughs> uh, I've heard about that like in years, years ago. Uh, no, nah, this was this was recent, this one. Uh, I'm sure this kind of thing has happened before, but I guess this was like a Turkish dude and he was just out 51 years old out drinking with his friends in the forest as one 
does. I mean, if you live in <laughs> so Turkey, he what gets else like, do you do? He gets, like, separated and lost, ends up stumbling across, like, a cabin or something like that, and just crashes. Just whatever. Like, he's just out. So he, he wakes up in the morning. He hears people, like, out looking for somebody. Uh, but I guess they're not doing, like, the typical TV, like, Josh, Josh, Josh Rush, where are you? I, I don't know. But so he's like, well, I'll help you guys look. And it he, says like, he's he part told of the them their, his name, and they didn't believe him. Yeah, I guess they thought he was joking. And so he didn't realize till they were like, said they didn't believe me the truth. Oh, so yeah, I guess until their friends came and they're like, oh, you found him. Like they find his friends. So this dude was like in a search party for himself. That's hilarious. For a, a while. Yeah. Good times. Well, listen, if you're out searching for yourself, a great place to find yourself is out on a 12 mile star course out on a rock with us the solid seven podcast and a bunch of other friends november 6th and jack see that Beach. see that segue i was see talking what i did there i was talking to jason uh illusionist jason alvarado about it and uh because you were you're trying to get him to do it and the whole time the whole time you're pitching to him i, I was just laughing because i'm like he's he's not gonna do it and uh and then oh no i knew that yeah but i wanted him to internally have to say no to it right and then and then well then he i was talking to him later on he must have not understood when you either you didn't say it or he didn't hear it i don't remember but he didn't realize it was also 12 miles and he's like what no i'm not doing it and then he goes maybe if it was in orlando and he like listed all these prerequisites of if he would do it and i was like yes i feel you dog <laughs> maybe if it was in my neighborhood and it was one block and there was no weight but and he said he would I was driving he's not a like he wasn't as against it in general as i thought he would he's like i wouldn't mind throwing on some weight and and going for a couple miles but he's like 12 miles and uh three hours away and i'm like no yeah those those things are kind of inconvenient the distance driving he's like well part of what makes the star course fun is is the location like okay the tampa where i did the one that's garbage well i'm Definitely sure the city itself st augustine is cool charleston I'm saying would be the awesome journey, dc would be awesome the journey to the city i'm just i just again i hate long car rides that's that's all it is like can i teleport there that'd be dope then we're then we're, we'll get after it but just it's such a waste of time in my opinion long car rides I'm like isn't there a faster way we can get there like i just wait i feel like i waste time like there needs to be a faster way. That's it. Some destinations are, are worth the journey, my friend. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's listen, listen, if rucking's not your thing, like that's not even really the point. Like it's not about we're I'm I'm a fan of, of go ruck. Um, a, you know, I, I a, doesn't do it justice. I like what they're about. I like their product. I like whatever. But it's like the point here isn't for isn't us promoting go ruck. It's promoting like get out and challenge yourself, get out and create stories, right? Like get out, get out and live. Like so many of our conversations now, which is funny because it's the basis for a lot of our podcasts. So maybe I don't want to make this point, but it's like, Oh, I saw this meme. I saw this video. I saw this shift. Like that's not a, a story. Like I sat home and scrolled the internet, right? That's not a, a story. That's, that's not something you're like excited to, to tell. Right. But, Oh, I went and did this, this thing or, I, I I did this really hard thing that I wasn't even sure if I could do, and I did it. 
And so I feel like some of that doesn't give it justice because we've talked about some of the other things that Go Ruck does and are about that are more challenging. The 12 mile star course ain't it. This isn't a physical beatdown. This isn't this massive. You're not having a train to go out and do a marathon. It's not even a half marathon, but even at that, you're walking. There's some weight on your back. This 10, this 20 pounds you're required to do for star course, it's not much. You don't, like, you're doing some work. You feel it when you're done, but it's not like you worked out hard that whole time. It's not, it's just not, it's just not that. And so, especially when you're doing it with people and you're seeing sights, it kind of just disappears. You get into the longer stuff. Like when I did the, the 26.2 miler. Yeah, I was, I was feeling it right. That was a, a, a trudge at the end and you're digging down inside and you're learning some things about yourself. Um, the 12 miler is not that it's not, it's not sitting on the couch. It's not nothing. It is an achievement. Um, you know, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a baby starter to going, Oh, like I, there is stuff like this, right? Like there is some, so if it's not this, it's, it's get out and do something, get out and live life and, and create stories, get out and overcome some challenges. Tell, tell us your stories, tell somebody your stories, but, but get out there and create them. So if you don't know what else to do, you're fresh out of ideas. Well, then we've got a good one. And if it's not this, uh, then come up with with something else. But for us, November 6th, we'll be in Jacksonville Beach doing the 12-mile star, star course with a whole bunch of our friends, and we hope a whole bunch more. Still not too late to register for that. You can uh, go to starcourse.solid7podcast.com, take you right to the registration page. Go right graciously gave us a discount code just for you, the listeners. So solid 715 off with capital S's. We'll get you a 15% discount. And if you're feeling extra froggy and want to support a good cause, you can join us a little bit ahead of that for the Chad 1000X workout. Did you do uh, the t-shirt one? Some... Yeah, because I think that's where they really make their money. Right. Like the, the 10 bucks is just about really an extra little patch in them knowing you're going to be at that specific event. Right. So the, the $40 one is really, like, I think they're bread and butter on the fundraising. But even if you can't come to do the Chad 1000X with us, look that up. Look at what they're about. Um, listen to uh, the podcasts. Um, they're all over the place with uh, Sarah Wilkinson, uh, Chad's uh, gold star uh, widow, wife. Um, tell Bro, a story. Just raising money and awareness. On, her podcast with Jocko was insane. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, it's it's... But uh, you know she's she's taken what what was what was bad and and still hurts and still whatever like that's an open wound. I mean it was three years ago I guess um, that she lost Chad and and taking that and using it as an opportunity to uh, raise awareness for um, you think mental illness for for veterans and for for veteran suicides and really working to. I think she made a stand up uh, routine about that, it. Yeah. So. Too soon? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. Too far? Too soon? Guess that too she much? Did not. But uh, so again, you, you don't have to come where to a location to do Chad 1000X. You sign up. You you do the work. Either way, your money supports the cause. So sign up and, and don't do the work. But but you should. There's there's value in that too. So all that coming up on uh, November 6th, and we'll hope you'll join us for that. Hopefully, we'll have a, a special guest back for you next week. We'll be here either way. Either way, and uh, I don't know, Josh. Anything else for the, anything else for the people? Um, I just really enjoyed this last week. That's it. All right. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, you've got yet another Apple event to look forward to. So yeah, and it's on a Monday, which is even got, better. My day off, so I can actually you've watch got it. That in your future. 
And once again, I'll watch, uh, you know, whatever. But I'm, there's nothing where I'm like, I really want to see this. Yeah, I think so my MacBook... Hopefully it'll surprise me. I feel like my MacBook's getting ready to go. I'm not sure. I don't know if my my uh, work is increasing. Uh, sorry, the jock was giving me the burpees. Um, I don't know if it's the, uh, the the workload, like, is more intensive or if my computer's actually going downhill. So hopefully they release a 16-inch with HDMI SD card reader back as a port on the thing. That'd be great. And then yeah. maybe I could uh, yeah. make a pitch to, to upgrade. Well, I'll be praying for you. Do you, do you mean that? I think we'll probably get some new AirPods in some version or another. Either AirPods Gen 3 or whatever. That's, so. I've mostly seen the Gen 3. They look like AirPod Pros, but without the silicon. Silicon. Yeah. Eh. I don't care. I have, eh. I have the Pros, and they're yeah. fantastic. So... Well, listeners, we love you. We mean it. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in each week. Hit up uh, hit up the website, Solid 7 Podcast, Solid, the number 7 podcast.com. There's links there to rate us on various apps and uh, join the Patreon. Get yourself a better than average coffee mug. Support what we're, we're doing here. Find the latest episodes. All that good stuff. Keep up with uh, Jose's story. If you've seen our team Jose post or listen to our, our podcast, I think it was episode 15. 15, 16, somewhere in there with Jose Fajardo. If you haven't listened to it, do. It's great. But there's been some updates on his stories and progress with uh, him getting into uh, what appears to be a really cool, really promising trial uh, with the ALS. So you can keep up with that stuff there on our website. Go out and support uh, Jocko Fuel and Jocko Go. They don't sponsor us yet in any formal or informal way. But we support them and uh, we like what they're about. So go grab a Jocko Go. Uh, put it in a go ruck ruck and uh, get out and live a little bit and until next week see ya we're out